0: You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M, and there is some unfortunate news that we have to talk about just because it's part of what's going on in the world today. Everyone knew that COVID-19 was going to be a risk during a college football season, and that's just kind of the case we're going to have to deal with. So with reports coming out with two college universities, is there a chance that A&M could be seeing their season postponed for just a little while? This episode of Lockdown Aggies is brought to you by rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com and type in Locked On on the How to Hear About section so they know that we sent you amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the auto parts you will ever need. RockAuto.com is the place to be. As always, make sure you're following the podcast here on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality-sounding podcast every single day Monday through Friday is Locked on Aggies podcast day. Give me a follow at Mr. Cole Thompson. And secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th man related content found here on the LOP network. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen on Spotify. If you can't do any of that, listen live every single day. Every single day is a Locked on podcast day here at LockedOnPodcast.com. So, Texas A&M got the big-time win this past weekend against number four Florida, jumped up in the rankings, and now is looking to be the team that Jimbo Fisher always expected. Unfortunately, when that happens, there's also some news that comes with it, and that's where we sit today, right after the game. Multiple positive tests started coming into Gainesville. In fact, there was an increase of in tests three days after Florida's loss in College Station with the players among this past week. Florida did not provide the exact number of positive tests among the football players, but A&MF Leg Director Ross Bjork responded Tuesday about the news coming out of Gainesville. We have been in touch with the officials of the University of Florida and have reviewed the available data for the Kixionic contact tracing system deployed by the SEC. At this point, there has been no impact within our football program, but we will continue our regular testing regiment this week and stay diligent with all of our safety protocols. Now, of course, A&M did get the win, and Florida is unfortunately going to have to suffer a loss in the season. But this upcoming weekend, the Aggies, who jumped all the way up from 17 to number 11, just outside the top 10, is set to go travel to Startfield to face off against the Mississippi State Bulldogs at a 3 p.m. kickoff. The problem is, is that this isn't really an Alabama. I mean, this really isn't an A&M story. In fact, it's never been an A&M story. Because if you ever really look and base everything that's happened in the SEC, it goes back to one person because he has the most power. He's pretty much considered a god. And to many is the arguable greatest coach of all time. And that's Nick Saban. If anything was to ever happen to Saban in the COVID-19 era, There would definitely be speculations and stipulations that would occur because of when you shut down the Alabama program, that leads to massive concern in the SEC because unfortunately, money talks. If you didn't know that, it really talks when you're a top five program year in and year out. And on Wednesday, that news finally broke. According to reports from ESPN's Mark Schlerboth and multiple others in a statement released by Greg Byrne, Alabama coach Nick Saban tested positive for COVID-19 and is self-isolating at his home while continuing to see over uh, team operations at practice this past week during Zoom. Alabama athletic Director Greg Byrne also tested positive. I found out earlier this afternoon I tested positive for COVID-19. Saban said in a statement, I immediately left work and isolated at home. At this time, I do not have any symptoms to COVID and I plan on taking another PCR test to confirm my diagnosis. Now, Saban, who's working from home, was upbeat when he talked to reporters on Wednesday via Zoom. Uh, He said that, uh, made a joke, saying something must have been wrong as much as he looked forward to these Wednesday's press conferences. Basically, if you've never met Nick Saban, he hates the press. He hates every single person in the press room. So the fact that he was actually kind of upbeat and positive is kind of a blessing in disguise when you think about it for Nick Saban. But Saban, who is 68 years old, past the certain age, which is 65, the virus will be 69 on October 31st, did say that while he was feeling fine, he had no idea that this would surprise him. So he said, I feel fine. So I'm not really concerned about my health, but you never know. Look, I basically feel like we were out in our own personal bubble here. Everybody is much in a much safer place. I think as soon as you travel, you get exposed to a lot more things and a lot more people. The problem is, is that where do they travel? So Alabama this past weekend faced off against Ole Miss in Oxford. And the weekend before, they faced a at home. The weekend before that, they were in Columbia, Missouri, to face off against the Missouri Tigers. For AM, this will be their second road trip, who also faced off a team that has traveled recently to face off against South Carolina. I mean, Ole Miss. My bad. Ole Miss. So when you think about it, Ole Miss, which also has seen testing positives around the Lane Kiffin squad, and has been a problem for what seems to be a couple weeks now, has been containing the virus and passing it on. So whether you know or not, when Nick Saban hosted the Aggies two weeks ago, which it can take up to two weeks for symptoms to come out, you could have seen the virus come in contact with one of the players who just is asymptomatic. Now, Florida has shut down their facilities for right now. And Alabama has done the same. Florida's game against LSU has been postponed and will be rescheduled on a later date. I believe it is December 12th, that extra bye week before the SEC championship game. So I think it's actually December 5th, if I'm not mistaken. And so will the game against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, and I believe it's Missouri, also will not play this upcoming weekend. But with less than 72 hours before the start of kickoff on SEC Saturday... Could the SEC just cancel every game this weekend and postpone it until December? There is a possibility about that. Now, for A&M, who does feel confident and does feel safe and is coming off of a big-time win, let's look at the positives and the negatives of how this will affect A&M and their schedule moving forward. But before we do that, this episode of Locked On Aggies is brought to you by the good fellows at RockAuto.com. Now, any single person out there could always go to an auto parts shop. Go get the part you need, but then you have to pay that manual fee to get the part installed and everyone hates that. That's why I recommend going to rockauto.com because they've been serving auto part customers online for the past 20 years. They have a reliably selection of all different parts in their well-based catalog based off not just size, but also model and year make. Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints. I know you've heard the story, but come on. This is a really great one. He lost his tailgate off the back of his truck, ordered it had it, brought it home, installed it himself, and did it all for the fraction of the price. That's something that you're not going to be able to do when you just bring it into your local shop or bring it into your buddy for that makes. Go do it yourself by go visiting rockauto.com. And when you do, go type in Locked On on the How to Hear About section so they know that we sent you amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the auto parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com is the place to be. Lockdown Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Pull tops in the driver's seat. Talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, you need to get your opinion on something. be low-quality podcast around your favorite sports team. If so, why not listen to a Lockdown Podcast? The Lockdown Podcast Network has over two dozen college sports shows, plus every team covered in the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL and highlight information to get you geared up and winning your fantasy football league. This upcoming Sunday, subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify. If you can't do any of that, listen live every single day, every single day is a locked on podcast day here at locked So again, there have been two massive outbreaks or at least two big names around the COVID-19 pandemic coming in the sec as week five approaches. Now for A&M, it doesn't seem that bad. They did face off against Florida, who has not released their actual number of cases. When I'm told, it's over 19, but there could be more than that already in the process that are just being hidden. Now, again, 19 is still horrible. Anything over zero is horrible. And because of that, Florida has shut down their facilities for right now, and their game against LSU will be postponed for a later date. Now the other story, as we mentioned, Nick Saban, head coach at Alabama, tested positive and the facility also shut down in Tuscaloosa earlier today. Now that game against Georgia, which would be arguably, if not the second best game of the season behind the likes of Florida and A&M, the best game of the season in the SEC realm is likely either going to be postponed or it's going to have their head coach not in the facility when a- when Alabama faced off against Kirby Smart. So real fast, I know that this doesn't really count, but if Kirby Smart were to beat Alabama, does Nick Saban still say he's undefeated against assistant coaches? I mean, that's a whole different story. But for A&M, coming off of a monumental win against the likes of a number 4 Florida team, this is where the momentum kind of kicks in. You need that big time win against some opponent that gives you the confidence that you can take on the world. When you look at a and what they did against number one Alabama in 2012, Johnny Manziel performed his best after that game and eventually hoisted the Heisman Trophy as college football's best player for the 2012 season. Could we see something very similar to that because of what we've seen after this Florida game? Everyone doubted Kellen Mani. He had a fabulous game. Don't get me wrong, he missed some throws. He wasn't actually all on point, but he did his job. And when he was on point, it was special. He connected with Chase Lane. He connected with Caleb Chapman. He connected with Jalen Preston, Jalen Weidemeyer. Everything on offense seemed to be going in Mond's way. And he could do that again against the Mississippi State Bulldogs this upcoming week. So that's why I go and I look at the positives and negatives. If let's just say the SEC were to cancel week five positive. It gives A&M an extra bye week. Here's what I mean. Week six, A&M will not play. Their bye week in the year was next week. After that, they will face off against the likes of Arkansas. And no matter what you think about Arkansas, Arkansas and A&M, whenever they've been playing inside of Jerry World, it's been a challenging game. It's a game where you can never give the spread. You always take the under, you always give the points to the Hogs, And you always have to be prepared for a chance for fourth quarter heroics. That's always been the case. This year, the game will not be played in Arlington. So to have an extra week to prepare for one of your tougher opponents on paper, let me phrase that, on the field production and what history has said since the Kevin Selman era, to have that extra week gives your players time to better themselves and not play the victim. Because here's the thing. Arkansas beat Mississippi state and they were one play away from beating Auburn and being two and one in the sec west. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people could actually argue that they should be two and one in the sec west because of the bone Knicks fumble spike, whatever you want to call it vice spike, whatever. More importantly, Uh, this bye week also gives time for players to get tested for COVID. This would allow players time without having to really shut down the facility for that long and canceling any games outside of this game to be able to go in, clean the facilities, get your players tested, make sure they are healthy and back on the field, ready for their October 31st game. Another positive, it doesn't go against the record. There's no way that you won't see a 10-game season in the SEC. Every team will have to play whatever 10 games they are. And because this is an SEC West opponent, A&M will have to play this. So it's not like you're throwing this game away and saying that this is going to be something that is going to be forgotten about. Number three, this allows you to find out who your true number one receiver is. Let me explain on that one. Caleb Chapman, in my opinion, was growing into the number one target for Kellen Mond going into the third quarter of Saturday's game. It was Electric, every single time he got his hands on the ball, he was making plays. He had two big-time catches, including that touchdown in the third quarter, and that's where we are right now because Caleb Chapman will be out for the remainder of the year after suffering an injury on that touchdown. That's a big loss for A&M, who seemed to have finally found a connection for Kellen Mon at the receiver role. Now you have to wonder, is Chase Lane, Jalen Preston, Cam Brown, or maybe even freshman Damon Demas – going to be able to step up and play in a vital situation in what seems to be a must win out to win the SEC West this year. With an extra week of practice, you can kind of figure out where everyone fits. You can see if you need to move Preston to the outside into Chapman's role, if you have to move Demas into the slot, or if Demas can stay on the outside and be your split end. A lot of these things that you see in practice don't usually happen just overnight. So because of what we've heard about Demas not really practicing with the ones and really more so being a number two guy, this would give him time to kind of work his way into the repetition and eventually start seeing the playing field. Reason number four, and this is a big one in my opinion, it gives your offensive line rest. Unfortunately, this was the best game AM's offensive line has seen. And, and I mean, I know what you're going to say. I mean, they played Alabama. Well, Alabama only got two sacks on the likes of Cal Mon. I think this game, they had four sacks on Mon. So it wasn't a good game. And you want to have this team rested as best as possible. Mississippi State, whether you like it or not, has always been a defensive line school. You can go all the way back to the days of Fletcher Cox, and this team has always won inside the trenches. Not only have they won with Fletcher Cox, they've won with the likes of Jeffrey Simmons. They've won with the likes of Montez Sweat. When I think of defense in the SEC West, I think immediately to Starkville. You want to be able to give Mon on as much time to face off against a defense that still is playing at a pretty decent level. I think the average point that they're giving up is 20.2, which is not that bad, When especially when you look at some of the other games we've seen, LSU's defense, 45, Bama's defense, 45, Florida's defense, 41. I mean, it's not like this is an easy win. So there's multiple reasons why I think when you look at this schedule going ahead, there's definitely a reason to possibly sit out this upcoming week. But with every positive, there are negatives. And we're going to be breaking down those negatives in just a quick moment. But before this episode of Lock on Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar. Now, I know you've heard the promos of Built Bar in the past, but Built Bar is definitely a treat you need on any single college game day because not only are they nutritious, they're also delicious. And on top of the 12 flavors that you already knew and love, like coconut almond, raspberry, or German chocolate cake, six new flavors, including carrot cake, lemon apple crisp, or cherry bakia are now available. These aren't really candy bars, they're more like protein bars because they're soft and easy to chew and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They're great for someone on the keto diet and someone who's trying to lose weight because they help you either lose or maintain your weight while indulging on a delicious treat. My new flavor that is my favorite right now has got to be peanut butter. And it's got 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams of net carbs, five grams of net sugar. You're not going to find a product like this anywhere else out on the shelves. And when you go to builtbar.com and make your first purchase, you can save 20% off by using the promo code locked on. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on to save $20 off your first purchase. Every single Saturday is going to be a busy day, no matter if your kickoff is at 10 a.m., 11 a.m., or 11 p.m. at night. Make sure you stay active and geared up to watch college football all Saturday going into Sunday morning with Built Bar. Let's go. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking about things, such as saying, Guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast every single day. There's know I Locked On Podcast day by going on to iTunes or Spotify to listen live at lockdownpodcast.com. So, if the SEC season was to take a little bit of a hiatus this upcoming weekend, it wouldn't be the end of the world. I mean, there's they made plans in the SEC schedule according to Greg Sankey. In case any of this happened, and those plans will come to fruition later in the season towards the end of de- middle of December, right before the SEC championship game played in Atlanta. There are some positives to that a as I mentioned, gives you an extra week of rest before your bye week. It gives you time to really check fully that you were not tested with COVID-19, and with that bye week, you would have two weeks to really wean out the virus, which does about the average take it does for the virus to leave your system. It allows you to find a true number one receiver because if Caleb Chapman is out, it gives the offensive line a little bit of a break. And more importantly, who doesn't just need some extra time to breathe? But there are some negatives. And there's one big negative, momentum. AM has not had a top five win in the Jimbo Fisher era. To get that on Saturday, even if it was a 41-38 final, is monious for College Station in the 12th man. You're paying the guy $7.5 million a season for eight and four records. That's not going to fly by that much longer. And even though that you have the success rate that we've seen from Jimbo, are, is, are we really talking about him being successful? Or are we talking about those two seasons with Jameis Winston, who was at one point the best player in college football, leading your Florida state team to a national title against an Auburn team that got lucky twice, not just once. You forget all about the miracle of Jordan here before the kick six, all the same season before they also faced off against Missouri in the SEC championship game in 2013. Jimbo Fisher needed this win more than anybody else. And the fact that he was able to get it now gives the players the same momentum that Kevin Sumlin had when he marched into Brian Denny stadium and kicked the Crimson Tide's keister 29, 24. So to take that momentum away this upcoming weekend puts a damper on the win as a whole. The Aggies then have two weeks off, which kind of lessens the win, and also allows AP voters to kind of go back, see what the problem were, and allows the Big Ten to kind of come back into full swing before A&M gets a chance to play. So that also would probably hurt their rankings in the top ten. A&M gets a win this upcoming week, a monumental win not just a 29-24 win, not just a 18-14 win, a 63-2 win, a 50-30 win, a three-touchdown victory margin, that likely gives a and back into the top 10, which they already weren't outside of that one week when you put them there because if we took out all the Big Ten schools now a would be immediately back into the conversation. And then they would be going into the bye week feeling pretty confident. And AP voters would be feeling confident too because they took down one of the teams that seemed to have the most potential the first two weeks of the college football season. Instead, you lose that momentum, and we kind of wonder, oh, a and back? Cool. Whatever. I mean, what are they, 16? 15? Oh, yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be some, some contender. But you play him against an air raid offense at Mike Leach, an offense that knows the Big 12 and knows AM very well from his days at Texas Tech, and get a big-time victory in his system, in his backyard, where the cowbells will be ringing, whether high, low, quiet, soft, they still will be ringing in Wade Davis Stadium. That gives you momentum, and that momentum continues to drive into Arkansas, into South Carolina, into Ole Miss, into the likes of LSU, Auburn. It gives you that drive to finish the season strong and compete with Alabama as the true number two, if not number one team in the SEC. So there's plenty of reasons why you could say the, the week five of college football in the SEC should be canceled. But for AM, there's only one true reason why it shouldn't. Momentum. You have that momentum to be something special this year. You need to go out and do it. And the only way to do it is by keeping it alive. Kellen Martin had his best game on Saturday. Jimbo Fisher coached his best game on Saturday. The offense finally looked complete. And the defense, although they did give up 38 total points, they really limited the run game. Without Kylan Hill, who rushed for a grand total of 15 yards through four games, you're not really sure what's stopping this team from being special. And if that momentum continues to grow, they're only going to grow with it. So for A&M Simple, why not cancel Saturday's game? It could actually end up hurting them more than helping them way beyond the leaves, Even though all the positives outweigh the negatives. In numbers, they don't. When it comes to the gridiron. That's good for this edition of Locked On Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked On Aggies. Tomorrow, we will have a very special crossover episode of Locked On Mississippi State. We'll have Taylor Jones, the host of Locked On Mississippi State, joining the podcast. Make sure you tune in. And remember, here we go. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.